Thank you for tuning into the Hope When There Was None podcast. And here we share stories to educate you, to empower you and inspire. So thank you for listening and tuning in. Please do me a favor and share if you have a favorite episode, or maybe you think somebody else that needs a dose of positivity and to maybe break open some of the darkness, let there be light. So thank you again for all of your support and encouragement. I hope you enjoy this episode. Good morning. It's Melinda from Hope When There Was None. I am coming on live to talk about parental alienation. Now, parental alienation it has other names too. It's known as parental alienation syndrome, divorce violence by proxy, pathogenic parenting syndrome or coercive control, also hostile aggressive parenting, clinically enmeshed relationship, narcissistic vic victim syndrome, it's also considered silent abuse. And you can see um, terms, abbreviations for the alienating parent, AP. There is the targeted parent, which is can be the, T, the TP, targeted parent. That's their abbreviation. And the victim, the child, is considered VC. That's a victimized child. So there's a couple different ways you could talk about parental alienation. I, myself, noticed this was happening in my relationship with my ex as we're going through the court system and um, it can be really difficult to to see because at, at that time you're thinking well they're just trying to get back at me they're upset and so on and so on but there was actually a term for that i was blown away to know i didn't know parental alienation was a thing i had no idea all of that was new to me again this was going back to 2009 had no clue so that was something that was really uh, eye-opening so things that might not work is waiting for things to get better uh, waiting for that person to get over being upset over themselves trying to be reasonable and so on or waiting for the kids just to come around on their own also trying to negotiate with a person that does this it doesn't work kind of like mediation it doesn't work they're they have their own agenda in mind and if it diverts from that mm, they don't have anything to do with that and the mediation process as it is when you're dealing with a toxic person they can actually twist that, their situation, and if they're so believable in what they do that that person that's a mediator or a GAL or even a CASA can be swayed to their side. So be very careful when you're using mediation and so on and so on. Um, even though you're entering this in good faith yourself, that parent, the alienating parent, he's or she is not interested in any sort of compromise. They want to get their, they have their own agenda, as I mentioned. Now... Many of us victims, and I'm no longer a victim, but many of us victims try to just reason, try to compromise. It's not happening. All that energy you're placing there, it's not going to work. And it's unfair to the kids and yourself just to attempt to try and um, any type of, any type of um, convincing that person that they're doing something harmful for that for the children because they don't believe that so it's going to arise in conflict and that's what usually happens so what are different signs that you can see well different signs and let me tell you what it sounds like of course I've got infographs I love me some infographs but things you might hear or your child might feel uh, please don't be angry it's not my fault Please understand that sometimes these words I'm saying, um, this is what dad's saying, or this is what mom's saying. Please don't stop showing me that you love me. 
please don't ever give up. I really need you. I'm under a lot of emotional pressure. Please understand why I disconnect. And when you think about this, I had no, again, had no idea. The kids seem like they're out of, of whack. They would come from those, um, those child overnights, those visitations, and they would be so excited. Well, dad's going to get me this new game, or he's going to buy me new shoes. He's going to take me to the mall. It was a lot of buying for their love and of course me I had no I didn't have two pennies to rub together so I how could I compete I couldn't compete with that but that is one way that a person an alienating parent does try to win over their children is to buy them things take them places make promises as well and they might feel that child might feel guilty well I really want to live with mom and dad but and I don't really want to do the behaviors or say the things that this other parent is making me feel I need to say. And they might feel really guilty. It might really hurt their heart. Like my daughter, my older daughter came and she's like, I really didn't want to say or do those things. And I don't know why I was so angry with you, mom. I know it wasn't you. Um, but dad would say these things to me and that would make me angry. And she didn't understand why she was feeling that way as well. So uh, please don't talk bad about the other parent to me. And these might be things that the children are feeling. And especially when they're a little bit older, maybe teenagers, tweenagers, they can voice their opinions. Hey, don't talk bad about mom. I don't want to hear it. And of course, that person might not want to hear that as well. So maybe that parent is denying access to school records, medical records, school files. They might block you from seeing uh, family members, maybe friends and so on and so on. They might not allow you to pick them up from school. They can block you even from volunteering. They might do a smear campaign saying that you are this person, that person, you're horrible, you're bad, you're a mental case, you're an adulteress or adulterer. Um, they might just badmouth you so badly that you don't even want to be volunteering at school or so on. The kids might all of a sudden want to be called something else. They might want to be called by a new last name. They might want to be called by a different first name. They might start calling you rather than mom or dad. They might start calling you by your name. Um, the kids, my one of my kids was calling me Melinda. It wasn't calling me mom, just Melinda. And it was done with such with such venom and it really hurt my heart it really did so you might notice some behavior issues too where your kids are withdrawing or perhaps they're a little more anxious they might um, have some anger as well especially surrounding this other parent they might have to choose or feel that they have to choose sides and of course they might not be able to freely speak their mind or express their love for mom or dad especially when they're little and you know maybe they want to talk to mom or dad uh, over the phone when they're overnight and um, maybe they're not allowed to my kids weren't allowed to call me they were not allowed if they saw that i called and this was even before i left if they saw that i was on the phone calling the house they were not supposed to pick up they weren't allowed to do that. So that parental alienation might even start sooner than when you leave. And not informing that parent of different information that's important and relevant. Also being made fearful of the other parent. Uh, perhaps they're being told that, well, well, my daughter was told that she was the cause of the divorce. Or if um, she didn't comply, if she wasn't good, that mom was going to divorce him. That's what my ex said to her. And, oh, the divorce is your fault. It made her feel like it was her fault because he told her it was. And then she was uh, feeling 
fearful of a new relationship with Mr. Awesome, of course. The kids can be made to feel guilty about loving that other parent, to want to spend time with that parent as well. And just, again, manipulating those feelings, bribing them with stuff, or even love. They might bribe them. You know, if you come on over, we get to spend more time together, or we'll get to do this together, and, you know, maybe we'll have a movie night or something like that. And then that brainwashing sets in too. Mom doesn't really love you. She's She did the divorce because you're such a troublemaker. Um, whatever else they need to brainwash that child with. Oh, she's going to have a new family. She's got a new boyfriend. She won't have time for you or he won't have time for you. He's got a new girlfriend. And there also be, again, that limitation of contact. Maybe when they're allowed there, like my children weren't allowed to call me. There could be that as well. And it can be really frustrating to diagnose this, to, to, um, to even have this even shown because it's very sly. These people are very sly. The kids might be told that you're dangerous, that you don't love them. Well, mom's working so much or dad's working so much because they don't care about you. And even though you're trying to make ends meet, that what may be what the other parent's telling your child too. Uh, and these are things and they're horrible. I don't know what, what person does this, but I was married to one of those persons that did this. So you might feel out of control yourself and like, what do I do? What the heck do I do for that? So I don't know what a good answer is. I know this was happening to me and um, it's just being disparaging to me, being disparaging to my for my uh, how I was raising the kids, what I was doing, um, just interfering with that communication with the kids, constantly taking their phone, what's mom doing? They would grill them constantly, what's mom up to, what's mom doing? And uh, trying to just to get back and also just try to figure out what I was doing, even though it was none of their business. But they also might try to withhold love and affection from that child. Even, um, you know, well, why do you love mom more than me? These are things they, they, um, they might do and just rejecting you. And it's very harmful. It really is. It's very harmful. And, you know, it can get really muddy when you have some legal matters to attend to as well. So just, I can only tell you to be patient. Note the events as you can. I'm all about paper trails as well, besides journaling, but also paper trails, journal the experiences. If you notice that, a little Jimmy, a little Anne comes home from her, their experience with dad, their overnight and with, or with mom, and all of a sudden they're withdrawing or they seem fearful of you. Maybe they are suddenly spewing things of hate towards you. Um, and they are just trying to maybe undermine your authority. They could be telling, you know, you could be saying, Hey, when we get home, we're going to do this and this. And they might just say, no, I'm not doing that. They might become very, um, and again, it's a confusing time for kids. So please, when this happens, uh, give them a little grace. They don't know what's, they don't understand. I mean, I could barely understand what was going on. So please just give them some grace. Give them some, some, um, cut them a little slack. Again, keep that paper trail. Uh, make sure that, you are taking care of your needs as well. If you have to share this with a therapist, I really and truly highly suggest that you do. Maybe even a school counselor. I know they can only do so much in school, but if you, unless you're homeschooling, but if you do have a school counselor, um, may, let your CASA know, let your GAL know, hey, I, this is what's happened and what situations are going on after they visit mom or dad, and um, I have some concerns. 
but uh, I would not, I never kept my GAL in the dark and even my attorney, I didn't keep them in the dark. I let them know. I kept journaling the experiences. I kept paper trail of different times when the kids were, were doing this, that, and the other. And um, I just remember pulling over to the side after picking them up, um, all three kids from dad's house. This was in 2009. It wasn't too soon after we left. And um, they were in the car. They were unbuckled. They wouldn't put their seat belts back on. At least my two oldest. My youngest, she was just, she was a sweetheart. She just, she's a little love. And um, they're all little loves, but the two big ones, I didn't even recognize them. It hurt my heart so much. I just pulled over and cried. I had to stop. And they they even paused. You know, they took a moment to pause. And, you know, they, of course, they wanted to go back to dad's. And it made me angry at the same time. Okay, I'm being truthful. It made me angry. And um, I probably raised my voice, which I probably, I know I did, um, because I didn't know how to react. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what these kids, they would go over to, for visitation with dad. And during the week, I would do work. I'd have rules. I would have things that we would do, start to get them in a routine because all of this was all so crazy. We were on such an emotional roller coaster. So I would try to implement new rules, you know, family time. We wouldn't eat while we watched TV. We would have conversations going. We even had game nights or times where we would just go out and go for a walk. And I just wanted to have new routines and new traditions um, to try and get rid of the negativity that we were in for so long. I wanted to start bringing in some light. You know, there was so much darkness. So I just remember being so overwhelmed, being so tired. And it seemed like every day there was always something new. I honestly, by the grace of God, I kid you not, I had a lot of prayer fell down on my face along, you know, not just because I was tripping, but I just, I had to fall on my knees. I had to fall on my face and just ask God for clarity, ask him for guidance because I didn't know what I was doing. I, I was a basket case. I really, I really and truly was. Um, I didn't know from day to day what new thing was going to pop up with my ex what was he going to try what was he going to say um did I still have to watch my back did I and I did you know when you leave somebody that's um you know let's leave the the labels aside of narcissists and toxic person when you leave somebody that is violent or um even if they're not violent but it maybe they've been abusing you with mental or emotional it can be very tiring it can be very um it can be very hard but i'm gonna sign off my light's gonna cut off in a minute but i want you to know just keep going i um oh see that's not bad i i want you to know that i've been there and i don't want to go back i would never go back to anything like that i would never go back to a situation where i would would feel that way again. You know, I'd sooner just be alone. I really would. I would never place myself in that position. Not to say that it wouldn't happen because I know a great many people that are advocates themselves and they do wind up in abusive situations unbeknownst to them, really and truly, because sometimes we really don't know people, do we? We might think we do, but we don't. I just consider myself very blessed. And thank you for watching. I appreciate that. So if you're in that parental alienation, you know that it's going on. You don't know quite know how to handle it. Reach out to a counselor, a therapist. Reach out to your attorney and a mediator if you already have one or a GAL or CASA. Let them know what's going on. 
And of course, you, you need to try and you don't want to be so so unemotional that they think that you're unemotional, that you might not care. But you don't want to show, like my mama bear came out many times, but I know I started to look really irrational. I started to look like I was the one that was crazy. Like what he was starting to say about me was true. So you have to kind of keep your feelings in check without, without becoming just a robot. I don't know how else to describe it, but journal the experiences. If the kids come back on a weekend, leave a voicemail with the attorney. Hey, the kids came back and there were some disturbing bruises. Or the kids came back and they said that dad snatched their phone and wanted to see what I was doing. Or like once my ex found um, our Garmin that I left in the car, I didn't even think about it, but he ended up taking it. He was supposed to be on a visitation with the kids, but he backtracked all my history. So be careful, ladies and gentlemen. He backtracked all my history to find out where Mr. Awesome lived. So he actually, the kids would be like, yeah, we're supposed to be on this. Dad promised us to go to the mall or something. And here we are driving past Terry's house. And your car was there, Mom. And then Dad would say all kinds of nasty things about Dad. So just be careful. Watch yourself. Journal right and I tell you these things because I want to be upfront and honest because I've been there I know I know the mistakes that I made and I want to share them with you and I want to be vulnerable and I want to be able to give you some transparency on my my story I didn't always say the right things I didn't always do the right things by all means it was never perfect I'm not a perfect person so I can just give you what happened to me and what either a mess I made out of it or what came out of that. I always had hope. And I have hope for you to just get yourself up, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, and know that you are loved. I believe in you. You can do this. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. So this is Teachable Tuesday. We talked about parental alienation. I'd love to know about your experiences. Have you experienced parental alienation? What did you do about it? Or are you experiencing it now? Have you reached out and told anybody about it? So know that you're not crazy and you're not alone. I'm going to sign off. Stay safe. Bye.